Welcome to the Minority Trailblazer Podcast, and I'm your host, Greg E. Hill, the Culture Change Agent. On this show, we interview young, successful minorities in a variety of fields to educate, empower, and inspire our current and future generation of leaders. And today, I got a show for you. It's going to be a bona fide classic. Get excited. We getting deep, but also we just having a great conversation. That's what we do on the Minority Trailblazer Podcast. First and foremost, I got to give a shout out to every single one of our listeners, man, million plus out the door downloads, man. Thank y'all. Clap it up. Hey, yo, Sid, cue up the claps. Yeah, 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 man. Thank y'all, man. This season, man, has been phenomenal thus far, and it's only getting better. Can it get better? Can it get much higher? I don't know. But today, 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 I need you to lock in, right? Lock in wherever you're at. I don't care if you, like, like, okay, ain't no cell boys no more. We corona it out. So we probably just hit the crib. You got the kids in the background. Eh, you don't got kids. You got the husband in the background. Eh, you don't got no partner. You single. You just got yourself in the background. Whatever you got in the background, turn off the noise. Dig in for the next 60 plus minutes, man. And let's get it, man. So I, I, I'm excited to bring this guest on the show. I have a personal relationship with this guest on the show. Not that type of personal relationship for my people that's thinking right there. She's she's out the market, man. She's out in Africa. Uh, not Africa. Where you at? Yeah, Senegal, West Africa. Yeah, West Africa. But like I know her for a long time, man. So I'm excited to have her on the show. Uh, she's a phenomenal woman um, doing phenomenal things in the industry. Been doing phenomenal things, man. But she has a unique, um, diligent um, introspective and direct messages for people, for brands. And I mean, I think she's really one of the more authentic people, um, in the game. And you know, it's season seven of the podcast. So at this point, everybody come on the show is authentic. No fluff, man. So I'm excited to have on the show. So without further ado, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to introduce Jakaya Brown Chow to the Minority Tablets of Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hey, y'all. Thank you, Greg. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. No, happy to happy to have you here, man. So, oh man, this has been a it's been a, a journey. I ain't gonna lie. I think I, I think we tried to connect a couple years ago, get you on the show, but I think this timing and God, whatever. But now we here. You in you in here. Africa. You on the Wi Fi. <laughs> you off the Wi Fi. You on the cam. You off the cam. But hey, here's the thing, yo. And I tell everybody, got to be adjustable. I get it. Y'all want to be perfect, but it's crazy. I see people trying to be perfect, nah. and you just getting started. You ain't even like, like, come on, bro. Like, no, get it Ooh. done. Get it out of the way. <laughs> Ooh, that's a word right there. That's Why right. Why they do that? You just getting started and want to be perfect and you're not even elite yet. Why? Problem with perfectionism, right? Like everyone's striving to be the best of the best, but you got to start somewhere. One foot in front of the other. So that's what we doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although I do say this. Uh, if you're a doctor, you're a surgeon, you start surgering somebody, <laughs> surgering somebody, like, I hope you, I hope you do aim for perfection. Like, I'm just saying, like, right. proceed with caution with some of the advice that we give. Let me, in fact, we're going to put a warning, warning, proceed with <laughs> caution for some of the stuff that we said. This is for majority of y'all, but some of y'all, y'all, like, y'all dealing with, actually, no, everybody's dealing with people's lives. Let's get it out. Ooh, mm-hmm. right there, right? Back. Because we, we put doctors, oh, they're dealing with people's lives. But it's like you, if you're a solo entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur, you're in corporate, like, I think sometimes we detach that the work that we do and the person that we are, we're dealing with people's lives as well. Why do you think we detach that? I know we ain't even got to the intro, but this is, <laughs> this is juicy right now because we detach, like we give all this emphasis to lawyers, doctors, engineers, blah, blah, blah. And then we just average what we do and act like that don't affect other people's lives. So can, right. can you kind of break that down a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think it's um, part of it is fear. Part of it is not wanting to accept responsibility that 
Mm. You know, you have something that may be able to change someone's life, right? Like stepping into that calling. And of course, we'll talk about that today. But what that really means um, to be present and to be who you are and to acknowledge that this is not a game. Like you're dealing with real life here. Mm. I think you said something deep and we're going to we're going to touch on this a little bit today is about because it's been I see it in the culture right now. A lot of people are talking about value yourself. Um, and, and the thing is, like you said, there's a responsibility when you value yourself. Mm-hmm. Like there's an inherent responsibility. So when you value yourself, so you're responsible to the audio that you put in your ears, the stuff that you watch, the stuff that you say. Absolutely. And I think sometimes it's easy to say, oh, yeah, self-care day. I value myself. I want to like, but it's like, hold up, hold up. But you, you lying. Mm. Like, <laughs> like you, you treating people shady. Like you moving. You're not a man or a woman of your word. Like I right. can say all day. I can talk. I value, I value this, value that, my principles. But it's like your life going to show. It's really all about the actions, right? Like we can all talk. And these days with social media, like, it really just feels like talk. But at the end of the day, um, what I like to say is where are the receipts, right? Like that's what we're really going to see at the end. Mm, that's it. And that's it. That's a word. And it's crazy. I just came off a situation with uh, um, um, a, a dear friend of mine, a contract. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I, I, you can love people to death. But when I'm working with you and I'm trying to create a company culture, even with our contractors that, hey, we could talk all day. And I love talking. I love strategy. But I'm, I'm my focus is on execution. Execution, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. Strategy has to be followed up with ex- execution. And I think it's interesting because what I do is a lot of strategy. It's a lot of consulting. It's a lot of getting brands um, and entrepreneurs um, the mindset and the understanding of how to, you know, start their businesses. Um, but it's funny because I'll have a lot of clients that'll say, wow, this was actually practical. It was implementable. Like we could actually do the things, um, and see the results. And it's like, yeah, this is the point (laughs) at the end of the day, we could strategize all day, all day. Um, but how are we putting pen to paper and making it work? And I see it a lot of times, specifically with uh, entrepreneurs um, and even people in corporate, you know, entrepreneurs and corporate, where for some reason, especially a lot of dreamers and creatives, mm-hmm. they try I, and they think they slick. They try to hide from the work by digging in strategy. Ooh. Like, I'm like, bro, like they, they you want to hide from the work. It's because it sounds deep. You jump on these calls, you get, you, you get the strategy calls. You, you're thinking about, OK, here's the strategy market, here's strategy, all this other stuff. But then I thought about Ooh. it. I was talking to my brother last night. I was like, hold up. Like I'm looking at, I was like, yo, what? Okay, send me your work samples. And as a, as a marketer, right? If you like, let me know what your strategy is implemented. Like, I need to see what what Facts. shares, what social views, all this other stuff. Because you have all this theory, and it sounds deep. You you think you deep? Like we all getting deep on the calls. <laughs> we like, yeah, let's go kill them. But then I'm like, hold up, hold up. Have you ever implemented something that that, that, that justifies some of the stuff that you just said? Right. You want to hide? You don't want to do no work. Right. And I and I don't even know if it's about hiding, but it's like, you know, and not to 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 walk on folks, but it's like, where is yeah. the experience? Right. Like, have you actually done this or is this a I popped up on Instagram and this is what I'm saying I'm doing now. Right. Like there's a difference between tangible experience, skin in the game and a self-taught skill, which don't get me wrong. Self-taught is cool, too. But you have to put more skin in the game and really earn that respect. Um, And it's not just hopping on social media, you know, giving five tips on how to do X, Y, and Z. Like, 
people who really know marketing and strategy can tell when that is not, it's not real. Mm. And then one thing I want to add, because this is a challenge for myself, right? Because it sounds like, hey, we're going to hit y'all. Yo, get your, as E.T. would say, put your mouthpiece in. We hitting y'all in the mouth today. Like, we knock your teeth out. I'm going to be honest. This is not, the, this is, we, even, we didn't get y'all flowers this season. We done already gave y'all flowers. Like, we already get it. Now, now we dressed in black because we want to challenge yourself. And, and now I got to challenge myself, right? Because here's the, here's the deal. Even with the contractors that I've named, um, is like, one, as a leader, I wasn't specific in my scope of work. Mm. I wasn't specific enough, right? Mm-hmm. So I I expect because here's the thing: certain people and you, and certain people operate at a high level, right? It's just their gift, right? They operate at a high level and they giftedness, etc. And you expect other people to operate in a high level. And the honesty truth mm-hmm. of it is, mm-hmm. majority of people are not. And if you're not clear with your scope of work and you don't have any, oh my god, here's what it is. Um, one of my older um, allies, I would say, when I say allies, I'm talking about Europeans, white people. I love me deaf, <laughs> but they're allies, right? She sent some, me some something some, that was some. really deep. Yeah, some, some, some. And yeah, some, some are ops. <laughs> but uh, <Right. laughs> but <laughs> she sent me a list of operating agreements, like standard operating agreements as a team. And um, I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, we didn't have any operating agreements, right? Like I'm expecting certain things. And honestly, mm-hmm. and they skill set, they're not capable of. I never mm. framed them up. So I think that's a key. And, and, and we, we already getting deep, man. But let's take a step back. Mm-hmm. Let's take a step back. Let's give a proper <laughs> introduction. First and foremost, um, I'm allowing you to introduce yourself to the audience, how you want to be introduced as far as, and you don't got to dig deep because we're going to dig deeper into your background, but just on a high level, man, who are you? And then brag about yourself too. Like this, this is your <laughs> moment to brag about yourself and then we're going to go in. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, hi, guys. I'm Jakaya Brown Chow, um, the founder and CMO of the Traveling Pro Brands LLC. Um, I am a brand strategist, consultant, and marketing and media company where we really focus on, um, yeah, using your story to build a brand and to connect with consumers um, and to be able to have that brand bleed into the different areas of your lives that you can create products and services that really allow you the freedom and flexibility to, um, live, uh, abroad. So we really focus on those who are really ready to get out of that corporate rat race, ready to get out of America, um, and really build something that allows them to work remotely, be an entrepreneur, have flexibility. Um, and so that's what we're all about here. Um, Greg, as you know, we, we go way back. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I've worked in the beauty industry for over seven years. Um, companies like L'Oreal, which is the biggest beauty company in the world, Cody, um, et cetera, on brands like Giorgio Armani, Lancome, YSL, um, all the things really, fu- really um, focusing on luxury marketing. Um, and that's really where I got the skills of marketing and branding from a, a luxury standpoint, um, media buying, on-camera, presence, all the things. Um, and then I went into digital marketing because, of course, Instagram, Facebook, all the things blew up. Um, and so I really started to niche down and specialize on social media marketing and influencer marketing. Um, and yeah, I was I was kind of over the, the climb of the ladder that really didn't exist I didn't want to be my boss or my boss's boss. I didn't want to be, you know, the CEO of L'Oreal. And I was like, yo, something's got to, <laughs> something's got to change. Like 
Also, the CEO of L'Oreal is never going to be a black woman probably in the next 20, 25 years. So I'm like, yeah, nah. Um, so I, I was ready to get out of New York, ready to get out of that, like, you know, living to work. And that's all I do is work. Um, so I quit my job in 2016. I traveled the world for a year. I went to over 30 countries, three continents, 60 cities in 18 months um, by myself as a black woman, um, you know, hopping around the globe. And that's really where I was able to, you know, talk about self-care, right? I was able to connect, tap in, speak to God, understand what my purpose is, what I'm doing, what I want to do, how I want my life to go. Um, and then I tap back into my, to my marketing skills and I'm like, listen, people really don't know how to be an entrepreneur. They don't know how to run a business. They don't know how to grow their um, following. They don't know how to market themselves, go to market. So I started testing it on myself. Um, I, I, I grew my Instagram following tremendously, started getting partnerships, um, really was marketing myself and that helped me travel, um, around the world for almost free. And so just based off of marketing myself on Instagram, um, and then I started doing consulting for small beauty brands around the world. And next, you know, I'm like, yo, this is a business idea. Um, and today I am a consultant living in Dakar, West Africa with my ocean view of the Atlantic, um, really working with inspired, um, you know, motivated, invested entrepreneurs who just need a blueprint to figure out who their brand is, what their story is and how to really go to market so they can start making some, um, substantial income, but also making an impact in their community and in the world, um, today. So yeah, mm, I love that man. There's a lot to to dig in with that, <laughs> but we gonna we gonna have a we gonna have a good time today. I already know. Uh, so let's start off like this. Let's start off like this. Um, I always at beginning a show have our our guests give a quote or a mantra that they uh, stand by or they live by, and then give a story about how they quote that quote to the everyday or quote or mantra to the everyday life. So uh, take us away. Yes, faith over fear. That's it. Mm, I live by that. Yeah. Um, you know, the story of my life is resilience. I grew up, you know, I won't call it the projects, <laughs> but, um, you know, <laughs> not, not, the, not the greatest area. Uh, single parent, mother, um, you know how it is in the black community. Oftentimes, single parent working three jobs um, and just really trying to keep food on the table had me at 20 or 21, um, and really just trying to survive. And so I, I thank my mother for all the sacrifices she's done for me. And my motto really is faith over fear because it, it's scary, right? Like you don't think you're going to get out of certain situations. You don't think you're going to be able to do something because of where you come from or what you haven't experienced. Um, but as soon as that faith kicks in and you're able to see something beyond your circumstance, I think that has been the key, um, thing of my life that has carried me. It's like, see beyond this moment, there's something further for me. So just continuing to take that leap of faith, um, traveling the world solo as a woman, that was a faith over fear moment, you know, leaving my apartment in New York, breaking up with my ex along the way, um, just a lot of life changes, but I had faith first and like fear, fear does not, um, take over. It's not in the driver's seat. Mm. And what's the last situation that you had to really, you tested that you, uh, you put that to the test. Ooh, I mean, every day. So I moved to Dakar, Senegal, West Africa, um, in, permanently in 2018. Um, I 
I am recently married, got married in 2019. So it's been now um, a little over a year. And, you know, just living and operating and working and being in a different country. And obviously with the circumstances of the world right now and not really being able to move, um, having to severely adjust, check my privilege, realize that this is the situation I, I chose for myself and this is where I'm at and kind of embracing that. Um, because it's hard, you know, language, language barriers, cultural barriers, religion's different, in, lack of infrastructure. Like you were saying, Wi-Fi on, Wi-Fi off. And those are seemingly simple <laughs> things. But when you are not used to, uh, you know, when you're used to having privilege, let's just say how it is. You're, we're American, like we're used to a certain caliber of things. And so um, I have to practice that every day being in a developing country where 70% of the population is below poverty. Um, and seeing that and confronting that every day just continues to uh, allow me to be grateful, humbled, um, and just to keep pushing so that I can that I can fight for what I believe in um, and kind of you know do some things that are going to uplift my community and the connection of uh, you know the the African continent and the diaspora really trying to elevate and change that narrative. Mm. So let's 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 take it. Oh man, that, that was great. That was good to me. Right. So let's let's take it like this. Um, before we before we jump in, because we, we always start the show off with uh, we do the past, present, future. I love that strategy. I'm gonna stick with that strategy. But give me one word to describe last week. And then why you chose that word? Because I always try to pick, I always try to find the post, right? Because I don't want to jump mm -hmm. in because I've, I've, I've jumped in the podcast and it's been phenomenal. But then I'm like, hold up. If I would have knew that the person's father passed last week, it would have been a different temperature mm. to the podcast, right? Or if I would have knew they did just got a huge million dollar deal, I mean, that could have been the basis of the, con the whole dang conversation. I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> I mean, people will have a whole podcast and I'm like, oh yeah, we just closed on X, Y, and Z. I said, bro, sis, why you let me know <laughs> true, that? Like, true. we couldn't cook. True. Like, we tried to cook. Uh, but yeah, so kind of just share with us, man, one word from last week and why you chose it, uh, to, to describe that word that. I would say shift. Mm. Okay. Break that down. Um, so a lot of right now, my business uh, primarily is B2C. So business to consumer um, and really focusing on the everyday consumer, the everyday entrepreneur, the everyday person who's trying to kind of elevate their brand, you know, up their side hustle, yep. et cetera. Um, and last week I had a few opportunities come through the desk. Um Pretty major. I'll probably share them after this uh, podcast is released, but um, that's really putting, setting me up for a position to be more business to business contracts. Um, probably one of the biggest contracts I've ever gotten, you know, inshallah, mashallah, making sure this happens. Um, and it's, it's really pushed me outside my comfort zone and making me realize like there's so much more that I'm going to be doing um, in this space of uh, consulting and, and, and marketing and branding that I may not have even thought was going to happen. Um, so I put it out there in the atmosphere. You know, I didn't really harp on it. I was just like, this is what I want. And some of those things are starting to shift and to change and to come into my life. So super excited about that. Okay. Nah, I like that. I like that. I like that. So shift, shift, shift. Golly, man. I'm about to take one of these contacts. Oh, goodness. Great. I'm about to shift this contact out of my eye. 
goodness gracious, man. I, I said, I got it by rule. I'm out. I, I know where he's, I can't even, I said I was about to go right after this, go drive to, to where he's at right now, but I don't have my keys in my car because they're in my room. So Dang. <laughs> I'm just all out the way. I, yeah, I got to, yeah. And then, you know, the contacts, like, can you take him out and not put him in a solution? Like, where are you going to put him in the water? Like, which it just it just leads to a lost contact. And I got monthlies, so I, I yeah, can't I lose a monthly. Yeah, I don't even know that struggle. <laughs> I can't even relate. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to get laser. I'm going to get laser, man. So um, let's let's talk through it real quick. So you talked a lot about, um, you, talked, you briefly talked about your past and growing mm-hmm. up and things of that nature. What's the, what's the biggest thing you got from your mom working three jobs and, and, and just doing all that to provide. And like from that, from that whole situation, your, mm-hmm. your childhood and, and things of that nature, like what was, what, what comes to your mind as far as the, the, how it impacted you and how it, how it shifted and, 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 and made you the person you are today? Yeah, I think it's really work ethic. Right. And like understanding what sacrifice means. I don't think many people see sacrifice. So when it's time to sacrifice, um, you know, things that you want um for things that you need you know shifts that are necessary there are going to be sacrifices that you have to take and i think seeing sacrifice firsthand from a from a child and understanding what that means um to you know have to put your dreams on the side dreams deferred right a a lot i'm a first generation and a lot of things that i do and the kind of common theme is dreams deferred. So there were dreams that my mom had, my grandmother had, my great-grandmother had, but because of certain circumstances and situations, they were not able to live those dreams. So I really believe that all of this, you know, everything happens for a reason. And for me, it was so that I could be the curse breaker, so that I could be the one that's starting um, a new generational cycle and that um, I can really be the one to kind of change that and shift that and go after those things and have the opportunity that maybe they didn't have. Mm, yeah, nah, that's a uh, man. That's 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 real right mm-hmm. there. Right? And then you go to you go to college. Why why UNCG? Ooh, Shout why? out, get some get some love to get, yeah. Put, yeah, put some respect on UNCG. Nay, you ain't why showing UNCG? no love to UNCG. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we met. That's what we met in Greensboro. So yeah, I mean, I know yeah. it just seems like so far away. That's why I know. Of course, I love UNCG. I love the borough. North Carolina, by the way, born, born and raised 704, like original, you know, (laughs) there's nobody from Charlotte anymore, really. I am from Charlotte. Yeah. Like respect on North Carolina so much. (laughs) It made me who I am. Um, Flaws and all, you know, we, we, we have challenges in the South, but it's definitely made me who I am. Um, Why UNCG? I don't know. Like I was the first in my family to go to college. (laughs) I really didn't know anything about college about university a lot of my aunties and uncles went to a and um and so i would go up there for homecoming and stuff and then uncg had a had like more of arts program um theater dance uh fashion things like that and i'm i, I consider myself more creative and artistic so i was like yeah let's try it super diverse university um i mean let's be all the way real they gave me almost a free full ride so we're like listen yeah you, you don't really Let's have the means it. to pay to college to pay college you know you're like this is the options you have you're gonna you're gonna roll with it but uncg is a, a big um part of my history and it's made me who i am obviously um being super involved in the business school there and 
um, my sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Incorporated. Um, so just really having some moments in my life that have shaped me into the woman who I am today. I have, yeah, I got North Carolina to thank for that. That's for sure. Yeah. So out of your college situation, um, what do you think the, the your, your top two takeaways from college in general? And you can you can take it any direction Oof. you want. But what, what, yeah, what were your, what were your top two? I would say three, but I mean, that's a podcast in itself. Uh, so <laughs> let's say top two, top two. <laughs> I try to, I'm trying to streamline. Yeah, yeah. I know it's, it's hard, right? <laughs> Dang. I mean, one, like, I think my top takeaway from college is just do you, be you, live your life, right? Like, that is the, the moment in life where you kind of discover who you are away from home and, um, you know, tapping into who you potentially could be. Um, and you could take one route or, or another, but I think this is, that's the foundation that sets you up for what you're about to be walking into, into adulthood. Um, so really living that out and kind of taking all the opportunities possible, um, that you can. And I think I still live by that motto is really trying to continue every day. And what I do is like, do me, um, live my best life and just continue to strive to creating a life that I want to live. And I think for me, that started in college. Mm, mm. What's your second? Second. Oh, there's so many things. I don't even know. <laughs> what are yours? I'm like, I don't know. This is a hard question. Oh, man. Uh, What's your man, takeaway? I, I, college. My, my biggest takeaway was to uh, live fully. Like, I yeah, really feel exactly. like even though people that have been on the podcast, it's seven years in the game. It took me seven years to graduate, three years to do four classes, all that whole journey <laughs> and all that stuff. stuff. But yeah, the yeah. reason why is because I, I live I live mine. So I define my own narrative in college. I yes. did. And I documented it all, too. That's and the I thing. And I was there. We it's all along. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's like. I think the biggest thing, and, and I, I took that into life. I took that momentum. Cause let's talk. Let's talk real. Let's talk real quick. Let's talk about momentum, right? Because how important mm-hmm. that is in business. How important it is in yeah. your spirit, right? Because momentum in your spirit and your actions lead to momentum in your business. Like people try to get Back. momentum in business without really getting momentum in their life and their the way they move, etc. So let's let's talk on that. Click on that real quick. Mm. Yeah, listen, as an entrepreneur, as you know, it's a whole different setup, right? Like there's nobody over mm-hmm. your shoulder. There's nobody telling you what to do. You you know, are, are you clocking in? Are you at work? Are you at these meetings? Are you coming on this podcast? Like there's no one um, managing you, uh, even if it's micromanaging or not. So you really have to have this marathon mindset um, and preserve the momentum, right? Because a lot of people hit the ground running Mm. and the momentum is there and you burn out just like you burnt out in corporate. (laughs) So you don't want to continue those same exact habits. You just hit the ground running first three years, got all this momentum. I'm busting out the gate with everything for me. First three three weeks. It's not even people don't make three years. Let's let's reframe that. Like, like My, for real, well, for bro. Me, like, I'm, you know it. Three weeks, yeah, you're right. Three days, they like, I'm launching this, and I'm doing They're, this, and I made a million, and I'm da 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 da. And then, then week four, we like, where they at? They quiet, right? Um, <laughs> and so for me, it's been a slow and steady climb. I've been really pacing my momentum, preserving my energy. 
um, you know, and rolling things out as they come. So I'm now four years in the game, still here, still, still operating in the black, thankfully. Um, so mm -hmm. it's not a, for me, it's not about the amount of money that I'm making out the gate. It's not about, um, you know, how loud I can be, how many followers I have. It's the stamina, how long a good entrepreneur is, mm. how long are they lasting in the game in three years, four years, to be honest, that ain't nothing. So I'm still on preserve because we, we got a long way to go. We got a lifetime to go. And, and that mm. momentum, there's, there are going to be moments that it needs to kick in a little bit stronger than others. Um, but it's really rationing it out for me. Mm. And I I'm gonna challenge you on that. Like, I think three years is something, right? Because look at your last three years, right? Mm -hmm. Do you? I can only imagine how many stories, how many ups, how many downs, how many things. Because entrepreneur, this thing is entrepreneur. Three years is not the same as a corporate three years. It's not Back. depending on Back. jobs, of course. Back. But for the most yeah. part, ninety nine percent, bro, you can have a day <laughs> where here's the life of an entrepreneur. You can have a day, and I've had these days. I know you had. I had a day. Like last year where I thought I closed on like a $30,000 contract. I was hype. We good. We done had another meeting with a guy that could get me in the corporate speaking world. I'm on a high. The next day I found out dude's just, dude is just a fraud. Um, not a fraud. Like not a bad fraud, but he just, he over promising over under, under delivering. I'm like, okay, Ugh. cool. You know, by the next week I realized that. And then two, the deal in the corporate shoot, they done, they done, I, I, I signed something, but it was for five grand. And then they took the sauce that was really 30, 50, 60 grand worth. And then they implemented without me. Like, you see, it's treacherous. Mm. And that's in a week's time. I realized, like, hold up. I got cut out the deal. Like, I, I went to a pitch. And you know me. I'm trying to go above and beyond. I'm giving I'm giving the blueprint. G, hey. don't get a blueprint in the pinch. I gave it. Nope. And then all of a sudden, they took the blueprint and ran away with nope. it. Nope. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, 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 <laughs> it's a huge learning curve also. I mean, yeah, I'm not discounting for real. Yeah, I'm not discounting like three years is nothing. By the way, we worked hard and we hear, but like, yeah, as far as for me, I'm on a 150 year plan, right? So, so like when you look at a 150 year plan and you look at three years, I, that's what I have to tell myself. Like, yes, OK, Ooh. girl, you, you, you doing it. But like we still have <laughs> a, a ways to go. Right. Um, and so because I, I am working and operating with a mindset of breaking generational curses, and that means that has to go into my children and my children's children. So for me, it is it is it is a legacy game. It is a long run. It is a what is going to be here, the brand, the name, um, the ethos, the core values, the work ethic. What is going to be here when Jakaya Brown Chow is no longer on this earth? Right. So for me. Yeah, business is part of that, um, of course. Uh, entrepreneurship is part of that, but it's like I'm operating with this crazy foresight of, um, you know, things that I want to be able to accomplish within that, you know, 60 year of the 100, right? So um, that is when I have to kind of go back to the drawing board, sit myself down and be like, all right, we got to pace because it's, it's a long, long, long game. Um, and if I burn out before 35, before 40, I, there's so much more that needs to be done. Right. Mm, yeah. Nah, and I, I hope for our people, our age around 30 ish, um, mm -hmm. a 20, a late 20 ish really say, and I mean, I know 
and it's a dual thing because we're young and I want people to realize that how young they are in business. Like, yo, mm-hmm. like I'm seeing people at 25, they want to like blow up and, and like, yo, like not nah, right. Bro, like, do you really want to blow up now? Like, do you, are you right. really ready for that? Like, come are on, you man. Like, relax. That? Right, right, right. And everything comes and, and, to you when you're ready, right? Like you, your journey is independent and unique and you have your own favor, right? Like I, I strongly believe what is for me is for me and it won't miss me. So like, if I'm operating out of that lens and that faith, um, yeah, it's great. Somebody's doing this. Somebody's doing that. Someone's doing that. Go, sis. That's great. Do you. But um, you have to really have conviction that yours is is going to come. And whatever that looks like, be accepting of that. It might not be five million like somebody else, but maybe that five million, that's not for you. Like, that's not on the calling on your life, right? You could Maybe you can freak stuff with 200,000. And, and change the world. It, it's not really about a number yeah. value to me. Um, it's about intent and impact. Mm. And and one thing, here's, here's the thing. We live in a culture that believes, and for my, my majority, and a lot of my listeners not on that way, but there's a couple that are, mm. that your, your, your followers allow you to prove, uh, your followers is your gauge to how ready you are. And that's ooh, incorrect. Ooh, false. Like, you, First you of think, all, yeah, you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Don't even get me started on followers. That's a whole. That's a whole podcast in itself. You're not, um, not lying. Let's get started on that. Followers, it, it's it's a false reality, right? It takes someone a mm-hmm. millisecond to like or to follow you. That does that mean that they are a true steward of what of your brand and, and who you are and what you believe in? No. Right. Like so gauging our 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 value, our success off of followers is just downright stupid at the end of the day, um, because you're going to be hit with a reality check of this isn't real. And setting up a business or a lifestyle based on something so artificial that could be squandered tomorrow. You do not own Instagram. You, that is not your business. They are not cutting you a check. Um, if you're an influencer, Instagram still isn't cutting you a check unless you work for Facebook in Instagram office. Like Instagram is not your, not your business, right? So it's like to base our something so precious and valuable like our future um, and our, our business and our endeavors on off of followers is just not smart. It's not smart business move at all. Man, it's, uh, I'm going to lie. If you think about it enough, it could bring you to, if you really think about it from a raw place, it can bring you to tears. How much social media really dictates value, perceived value in society and culture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it is a it's a sickness. And I've suffered from this sickness yeah. from time to time. Luckily I've gotten mm-hmm. out the matrix. Mm. But you think is when you get out the matrix, but then you in business, you kind of still in the matrix. And and that's I, I, that's one thing I have to admit. Like you out the matrix, but an entrepreneur, it is it, it can be it is a tool, right? It, it's a it but is it's a, tool, it's not but it's sure. a tool but it's like Let's be real. When you start doing business to business, it becomes less of a tool because then you realize, hold up, I get my strategy X, Y, Z. Like, what is it a tool for? Right. Like, it's a, you it's, feel it's me? A, like, yeah, it's a B to C tool for sure. Business to business. Um, for those of you that are, you know, working with contracts and, and doing corporate work and things like that. For me, it's, it's a, a visual 
resume, it's receipts. It's like I have something yeah, additional, yeah, yeah. which is a community um, uh, engagement. And I have a layer of understanding of how to um, interact on, you know, you know, the new wave, a social wave. And I think that is important when you're doing B2B because a lot of these corporations, companies, whatever, they don't have the sensitivity to millennial and Gen Z marketing and they don't understand the power of that. Um, and a lot of my B2B is around social media. So I have to have some kind of receipts that I know what I'm talking about, not just for other companies I've done um, social strategy for, but for myself, my own business. They're gonna be like, oh, you trying to pitch us, you know, a hundred thousand dollar social media contract. What are your receipts? What, what's your social media looking like? Are you are you adapting? Are you on the new trends? Are are you creating a community? Are people behind it? So for me, um, it, it it can be used as a tool in in B two B, but you just have to do it very strategically and, like you said, not get sucked into that matrix of validating yourself based on likes and follows and views. Yeah, because here's my challenge. I want to challenge everybody to. And I'm I gotta get biblical, right? So Jesus had followers, right? But the reason why hey. Jesus had followers because Jesus, one, he was always in the trenches with his people. Uh, two, he had touch points like visually, he could touch people. He had disciples and people that he he's manifested as leaders that were allowed to then use what he's what what God has given them as a son of God to do all these things, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, we we I do want you to get followers. But like Jakia said, is really in Jakia, yeah. right? Yeah, I, uh, you yeah, know I, I, me I, long enough. Your name, yeah. You know I know, me I know, long but I be messing. I, I get so many. La- I be, I be, I be. Just, uh. <laughs> but I'm like, I really want us to get inside of our head, like, really and truly take take the follower stuff out the game mm-hmm. and really build on the power of one, mm-hmm. one at a time. Yeah. Like don't scale one, 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 one like one, But that's the thing. Like you said, people getting out the gate, right? It's like, I want to go out the gate week three, go back to our scenario week three. I need a hundred thousand followers by week three. It's like, who is the one? And and that's a lot of the work that I do with my private clients. I do it in my trainings with a lot of my um, mass marketing trainings. It is who is your avatar? And you know what? Like, it is so hard, Greg, for people to be like, identify one person. They can't do it. They're like, well, I, you know, I want 10,000. I want this. I want that. I'm like, if you could only speak to one person in your brand, what does she look like? What does he look like? What is his name? Why? What do they do? What are their behaviors? What are their fears? And people are paralyzed by focusing on one person. It's like, you're not successful. You're not valued if you, you can't um, you know, get thousands and thousands of people to follow you, but it's like, who is the first person that's going to take the leap to even follow you? Right. And to really be Mm. not a follower, but I, I talk about with my clients, customer lifelong consumers, right? Lifelong consumers. We want Mm. them in a journey for, you know, I got my consumers on a five to 10 year plan. So when you work with me, you'll probably be working with me into the next five to 10 years. It is not just you follow me, you buy one thing, I'm, you're out, right? Like this is a lifelong commitment. And can you service 10,000 people for, for, t- for five years, one-on-one? No, you mm-hmm. can't, right? Like, so really focusing on the power of one, focusing on the power of a hundred fans and really just building 
off of that. Um, and you're going to look up and yeah, now you got 10,000 or a million or whatever your, your, your goal that you're manifesting, but you got to prove that you can do it with just that one person or else you're going to become kind of like a gimmick or a fraud. Yeah. Because in the day, a lot of these companies and us and individuals, we want false metrics. Like you go in these mm-hmm. meetings, okay, how many likes, how many shares, all this other stuff. It's like, bro, all that stuff, like take all that off. What is the real, like who, like you said, who is my avatars, the people who are really serving, are they buying, are they engaging? Who who we really serve, right? Because you, like if I have some Chinese bot liking <laughs> yeah. my stuff and commenting, is that adding anything? Or if I have some person, if I'm a beauty brand, I got some person from Alabama right. that is 58 years old, that doesn't really care about beauty, but saw a picture, they like the picture, they double tap. Right. Does that count? That doesn't count. That's not. A, that's not a win. And let's be real. I want. I want to say something to you entrepreneurs out there. I love y'all. Y'all building brands, etc. You got thousands of followers. If you had a live event, whatever, right now, you could not get ten people in the room. Ooh. Like you can't get twenty people. You can't you get. You get one percent of those in the room. Yeah. Case closed. Like what? Like so. So all this. It looks good. It sounds good. Could we? Like the, people don't realize, right? The game is out, right? You get some good photos. And you're good in Instagram, bro. You get some good photos. You get the lighting right. You take around. like it's, it's, <laughs> the, the game is out, man. And I love my young folk. They done mastered the game. It's cool. But you, you're missing it, the, the work within it. They mastered it. It's cool, man. I love it. I'm looking on Instagram. Like, I'm telling you, 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 open your feed right now, uh, uh, listeners, and just start going through it. And everybody has mastered it now. Everybody, great yeah. photos. Boom. Like, remember 10 years ago, Instagram? It was all poor quality, bad lighting. I'm like, bruh. I'm like, everybody's is turned up now. I love it, right? But then I'm like, hold up. Why everybody depressed? Mm. Why everybody can't afford to get good contractors? Mm. Why, why, why everybody behind on their bills, right? Like, like, and I'm looking at myself. There was times, yeah, yeah. Like, but, but I'm like, why, why, like what, what is going on? What's the disconnect? And I was like, ah, I get it now. Like, like, like we're not really doing the work no more. Like, we, we have really, this generation, we have really defiantly said, we do not no longer want to do work. We want to get paid off what we think we are. Right. And, and, and that, that, you know, that doesn't cash out for a while. And also, you know, as millennials, we think a lot of times we, we're entitled and we need to get things straight out, straight out the gate. You know, there's been a, lot, a problem with this in corporate, how millennials are just coming in demanding certain salaries at entry level, for example, um, because we are, we're, you know, I need 100K and I just got out of university. It's like, uh, yeah, yo, basic university. Let's be real. I love, I love yo, yo, basic alma mater. And you're going to walk in there with nobody at work. That's and if you, I see you double tap. I see you double tapping that stuff on Instagram, like on your worth, get your salary. I see you. I see you. <laughs> it, it's, it's a false reality, right? And that's why I believe in the the. You know, I don't think college, university, corporate is for everyone, but I do think it is instrumental stepping stones to successful entrepreneurship. Now, does everyone need to do it? No, but it teaches you so many things: humility for one, how to work for mm-hmm. folks. How to, um, you know, how to, how to say, say it again, how to work for folk, hey, how to be a student. Hey, hey, because you can't just I mean, listen, there's a lot of these kids coming out of university. I want to be my own boss. I'm about to become a YouTube star. I'm going to blow up on TikTok. 
okay. Um, but then it's like you don't have any experience when it comes to um, actually understanding how to work with someone. Because even if you're your own boss, you still have to report to you know, the companies that you're working for, the clients, you work for them, right? So it's like, you can't just be on this high horse. I'm my own boss. I'm CEO this, giving ourselves all these titles when we really don't know what it means to work for someone in that title and what they had to do to get there. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. And I, I, and the challenge, so now let's let's get to all right, we we don't we didn't I didn't I didn't even we ain't throw no knockout punches, but we've been touching y'all up a little bit. But now let's 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 just go let's go to the sidelines. So say let's let's talk about core principles on how that entrepreneurs, but not even entrepreneurs, people that this life game, because this life game is tough. What are some core practices, some things, and now we can kind of we can kind of talk to go to your journey now and some of the things that have that have. Um, let's talk about the the bright spots. We're gonna talk about blind spots for both of us, but let's talk about the the bright spots. So, what are some mm-hmm. things in business, also in life, that you've been able to start meditating on and really growing that has allowed for growth in your mindset and business? Ooh, um, patience. I mean, that's definitely something I think. How do you grow that? Um, for me, growing it has been, I mean, I've, I moved to another continent, right. With a, with a language (laughs) barrier, with a, with a cultural barrier, with, uh, you know, lack of infrastructure. I mean, if that doesn't build your, your patience and your, your humility, I don't know what will. So for me, it's, it, it was more of practicing versus um, meditating and manifesting on it. It was living that situation, this situation, right? And having to adapt in real time. Um, and was it hard? Yes. Is it still hard? Absolutely. Um, but it has really, I mean, it's been a game changer. It's changed my life. It's one of the hardest things I've probably ever done in my life. But it has taught me, um, it has taught me so much. So there, that's that. But as far as um, manifesting and meditating on things, so I think having an abundant mindset, um, I I told you a little bit about my past and how I grew up. And it's easy, especially coming from the black community to, you know, have a scarce, scarcity mindset. There's never enough money. I can't pay the bills. I can't make ends meet. Right. Like there's always a struggle and I always got to rob Peter to pay Paul. And um, that's how I grew up mm-hmm. with, with a scarce mindset, um, and really having to shift my mindset into abundance and that there is plenty out there and there's enough pie for everyone, including myself without having to be crabs in a barrel and stepping on other people, um, is something that I really had to grow into and to learn that that's what's for me will be for me. Um, and abundance looks different. It doesn't mean, you know, we are also stuck on this six figure or this million, these fixed numbers for me, it's, it's having enough to do what I need to do, right. Live the life that I want to live, impact the, the, the communities that I want to impact, do the initiatives that I want to, to, to participate mm-hmm. in, have happiness, have a, a strong partnership and, and, and marriage, right. Have um, you know, solid friendships, real relationships. So for me, that's what I'm meditating on and as far as abundance. So it's not just I wake up and it's business, business, business. I need bottom line. I need a hundred thousand. It's like, no, I want, you know, you know, my goal in life is to have a holistic approach, well-rounded, 
the things that I need. That's it. I don't really need much, right? Like I live in a studio apartment, me and my husband, um, you know, our rent is less than $600 a month. Like I don't need to be balling out of control to have a happy and abundant life. And I think just continuing to, to, to say that and to have, you know, my mantras on that and my affirmations, um, will keep, keep my business flourishing in the way that I need it, not what Instagram and everybody else says it needs to be doing. Right. Mm, I said, I love that. And I would add some things as well. And I want, cause I, mm-hmm. I, I know I'm real demonstrative and clear. Here's four mm-hmm. things. And I, I got that while I'm listening to you talk. One, and, and these things are principles, active principles that I've, I've utilized have changed everything is one, you got to be a giver. Um, first mm-hmm. and foremost, uh, I think we live in a culture where, I mean, everybody, we're all takers, right? Like you go students, mm-hmm. every, we take, 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 but we, we hold on. We, we, we don't want to go to church. I get it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not pushing church with nobody. We don't want to give. We <laughs> think everybody taking them. I get, I get it. Right. We don't, all my monitors, we give a little bit, but we could be giving more and people that need it. We always skeptical. It's mm-hmm. we always skeptical in terms of giving, but receiving, we never skeptical. Oh, receive mm. it. Let's get it. Oh, let's do it. Oh, contracts. Oh, yeah, yeah. You in the, you like, hey, when you receiving something, you apply to emails, you apply to text, you do all this Ooh. other stuff. When you got to give, you on your own time. Resistance. What the F is that? Right, 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 right. Um, you, for you, me, <laughs> this, you know, living in an, an, a Muslim, predominantly Muslim country, being married to a, a, a devout Muslim man as well, it has shifted and rocked my world in so many ways, in so many good ways, obviously there are pros and cons, but the pros, um, it is a giving society, right? You have your last dime, you give that to the talent. We call it Taliban, like the, the, the kids that are begging on the street, right? You, it is a, when you wake up, the first thing you do is you go to the boutique, you buy milk, you buy certain things and you walk down the street and you give it before you even start your business day, Right. Like the first thing you need to be doing is giving something out before you even sit down to start receiving. Um, and so I've tried to set my my life up that way, my day, my meetings, right? So, you know, start with a podcast, giving as much as I can as far as insight, as much as I can as far as my story, pouring it out and to the point where it leaves me like I've given, now I can shift my day to- You got room to receive. Receive, yes. Mm-hmm. My now my cup room. is empty, you don't got room. right? Mm-hmm. There we mm. go. Period. That's it. Mm. That's how. That's how you got to do it. That's it. And you, it's a shift when you when you are poured out, empty, squeezed out. You can receive any and everything that you've ever wanted, right? But some of y'all already full, too full of receipts. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's there's mm-hmm. no there's no more room to get anything else. So. Um, it is an art. It's a dance. And when you, I mean, I have not mastered it. Uh, my husband has definitely pretty much mastered it. And I, I'm learning from him and those uh, of our community here. Um, but living in Africa, right? Living on the continent, on the motherland, life is set up different. It is a village. It is mm-hmm. communal. U.S. is individualistic. It's me, me, me. How am I going to get to the top and shit on everybody else? Right? Like, excuse my language. Mm-hmm. But that's it that, that, bro look at you the know, video look at the music that's what it is right look right. at, look at, look at online we want to we want to facts mm-hmm. facts it's embedded in our head and for me ooh, that was a shift coming here like i said shift is, is a word that i that it, i've really been 
experiencing a lot lately and coming here and realizing, oh, it's, it's not about me. <laughs> it's about the community. It's about the village. It's about if I eat, we all eat. Um, and, and that way of life and watching that day in and day out, no matter how exhausting sometimes it can be, it sets you up to move different. Right. And it, and it makes you, uh, to me, it's made me a better person. So I think that's my message. It's like, we got to step outside of, um, the colonialism mentality because we have it as black folks. I'm sorry. It is what it is. We need to step out of the monopoly. We need to step out of everybody needs to be a billionaire and keeping up with the Zuckerbergs. Um, and we got to connect back to our roots. And that's a lot of what I also do as far as philanthropy and, um, you know, changing the narrative of what it means to be African American, right? Like we, we got to step outside of ourselves of what we've been brainwashed to know and hit back the motherland and be like, what are our roots and what are we actually native at doing, which is communal and giving. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, it's important for us. That's our gift. Like, like that you hit on the head we think everybody like let's think about it right actually i'm not gonna go there because i think there's some scientists <laughs> i got my have on because even you think about like just the, the i mean because i wanted to get deep and i was like hold up i saw some gaps in it i was like no, let me retreat let me retreat <laughs> right um quick side note because i got a couple other things and we're gonna shift yeah. um principles right i think principles are important because here here's here's the thing right we saying a lot mm-hmm. about success, but here a lot of y'all are going to be in a place, even in your corporate life or in your personal life, whatever. You're going to have some moments, maybe some months, maybe some years where stuff is just not going good, right? Yes. Here's yes. the trick with that. If you have principles on your life in regards to how you moving, what you mm-hmm. say you're doing, the people that's in your life, whatever, it can guard you when stuff is not going well. Yep. But with no principles and no clear principles, when stuff is going well, all hell is, all your life is in shambles. You all over the mm-hmm. place. You crying. You all over the place. <laughs> because you're thinking that you're looking at your bank account. You're looking at, you're looking at other people and you're just all sad. But you mm. have no principles. Because if you have principles, you can say, well, I'm a good person. I, and why am I a good person? Because yes. X, Y, and Z. Oh, yes. man, of my word. Okay, I love deeply. All right, if I'm not succeeding financially, I'm going to succeed relationally, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is a like, like you said, I think you said something deep. Like, if you're not, if, you're, if your money, because the thing is, we, we it's, it's, it's America. So money is everything, right? Money mm-hmm. and power, right? That's mm-hmm. it. And power now is influence. So if you have mm. zero and zero, that doesn't mean you're nothing. Be 100 on relationships. Be a hundred in your spirit. Be a hundred physically, and then if you're doing it the right way, and then at some point it's gonna cross over. If you're intentional, yes. because here's the thing: if you're a hundred relational, that means, and here's my next point: you're humble enough to sit at the feet of the people that's actually doing what you want to do financially, and you're gonna learn from them. Mm. You preaching? That's real. Like, the, the, here's the thing. If we really about this community stuff, I see people on the front line of the Black Power movement. They 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 march and they voting, but it's like when they need help, they don't go to the banker. They don't go to the finance person. They go to friends. They go to God and God mm. like, yo, I put people in life that mastered in that. I gave them that tip. Go to them. But you do like 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 come on, like you went like I people that go to churches and they trying to start X Y and Z, and you got the banker right beside you, but you ain't gonna talk to him because you don't want to let him know you broke. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mindset 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 yeah we you know 
oh, there's so many things there, especially as, as black folks. Um, it, it, it's a shift, right? It's a shift in the way we operate, mm-hmm. the things that we value mm-hmm. and where we place our value, right? Um, and being okay with that. So if you need to disconnect, if you need to, you know, block, mute, delete, unfollow, if you need to, you know, sever some relationships, um, then yeah. that's what you have to do. And I think a lot of times, you know, we don't want to do that. We, we want to be the good person. We want to be the, 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 the prom king, the popular one that everybody likes, but like that isn't really going to get you far. If anything, it's just going to get you caught up in the wrong thing. Um, so keeping mm-hmm. your, your circles tight, um, and, and really making sure that you are surrounded by things and people that are supporting that bigger vision. I'm all about what is the long game, right? So my friends, when we talk, I'm like, what, what, what's your life plan? What's your vision? You know, what, what are you working on for the next five years? And like, if we can't go to brunch and, and talk about something like that, like, you really not in my circle. Like, if we're talking about, you know, loving hip-hop, like, that's cool, too. But there's no substance there. There's no um, vision. There's no forward thinking. You might need to check who you're surrounding yourself um, with because you're just a sum of, of those people, right? hmm And I think that the bigger thing, even with that, I, I, and this is a, a point, do you know who you're talking to? And when I say that, right, so for instance, we be on the phone with friends that have expertise in certain things, but in we in certain things that we are not experts at, but we don't mm-hmm. ask and sit at their feet and be like, okay, you're doing something really well. Like, what's your experience with luxury? Like, what's your experience? How did you X, Y, and Z? Like, I'm talking about friends, right? Like right. people you, you, right. Ride, you ride with. And we sitting there and it's like, bro, like, like so for instance, uh, this I went to Boston um last week and I got a chance. You remember Darren Lee from MLT? Yeah, that's my homeboy. I talk to him like every week. So, so I I, I went up there. Me, we he was on a podcast. Phenomenal dude, thorough dude, right? So yes. I'm in Boston. I said, hold up, let me talk to that's D. My brother, I went to D. We 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 rap. But we really was building deep in finances, building deep just in life, like et cetera. Like, yeah, I realized who I'm talking <laughs> to. I didn't like, I like, what, what's the use of having people in your network when you like you you talking to a person like that? I'm learning everything I can, and I'm giving, I'm giving as well. I'm giving game. It's a we really, we really vibing. Like, like for instance, right? If D make mm-hmm. way more money than me, and we talking about finances, why am I gonna act like I'm on his level? Right, like what? What? Why? Like what? No, we not peers in that. We <laughs> make he make we it's just like he's not a peer in the podcasting phase. We get this stuff confused. Like, mm. like I'm, I'm, I'm like when like during the conversation, I'm sitting at his footsteps. I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, that's how you doing? All right, cool. Oh, all right, all right. take all right, cool. Taking like, notes. That, that's the down. game. Yep. But we 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 think of see. Oh, he my age. Oh, he doing better in, nah. in this area. Oh heck no, nah, like nah, uh, uh-uh. uh. So I'm a, I'm gonna act as if I'm doing just as good in this area. So then we on equal levels. No, sometimes you're not on that person level in that nope. in that space, not as a human. Take mm-hmm. this, learn, get like accept the learning, accept the knowledge. Ego, our egos get in the way, and you know, comparison game, and then it's like, oh well, then that means he's better than me. No, he's just a master at this certain, um, you know, pillar, this expertise, this area. But 
on all fronts, there is something that you're going to be a master at that he's going to need to learn from you. Yeah, Darren and I rap all the time. I saw him when I was in Mexico City um, yep. last year. And yeah, it's just like being able to come to friends, people in your network and kind of sit down and be like, okay, what can I learn from them? And the same goes with podcasting, right? Like sitting there and being like, maybe I know some of the things that they're saying or whoever I'm listening to has gone through their experiences, have similar experiences, but actually just changing your mindset before you sit down to a student, right? Like if I'm watching a video, if I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like, Jakaya, you don't know everything. Be open and receive this message and you, you will learn something, right? Like, but going into it with a mindset of like, eh, you know, I'm, I'm more experienced. I'm more successful. I already know. I don't need these podcasts. I don't need these videos. I don't need this help. Um, it's really just setting ourselves up for failure. Mm. And I really, so here's the action for y'all. I want y'all that are listening right now to, to go to a notepad and write down every single problem or perceived problem, because we can go on a whole nother podcast about what problems really are and, and things of that nature, but we ain't trying to get meta. Um, but every issue in your business or in life right now, write it down on your paper and then take some time after this podcast and look within your network, within um, within podcast, YouTube, whatever. Let's start putting let's start putting tangible people and things, etc. attached to that. Like let's do let's start doing the work. Like let's 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 start showing up showing up these these gaps because I I yep. guarantee God or whoever you believe in has placed the people the information already in your lotus. Yes, yes, I love that. It's as simple it's as simple as that. And then the last thing, the last two, and I'm not gonna jump into it because I want to get somewhere important with us before we uh for our time ends. Um. Mm-hmm. One thing we got to continue to make the shift from information to impact. I think you said it earlier today. Um, we love to live in the information phase. Like we information, uh, Instagram, we getting information. Web, Google, we getting information. YouTube, we getting information. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the challenge is getting the skill, the skill sets, or the people around you to shift that information into impact. Mm. That has to get done. Period. Information just for information. I mean, you get like what, what, what we doing. Right. And yeah, a lot of people are student junkies and, and, and course buyers and uh, they love loading up on information. And, and I have my phases, too. But this is why scheduling discipline and vision is so important, because if you have a deadline of something that needs to be done, you have a vision of where you're going and you have the discipline to execute it, you block off time. I block off time all the time where I'm, I am not going to be on Instagram. I'm not going to be on YouTube unless I'm Googling something real quick. You know, when it's like, oh, how do you embed this video? Right. While I'm working. But I, mm-hmm. I block off days. This week is a is, is pretty much all a working week where there will be no information gathering. It's all pen to paper executing. Right. So um, you, you have those weeks. Then you have weeks where you're just a student and all you're doing is taking notes. Um, then you have weeks when you're just networking and all you're doing is hopping on calls mm. and, and building your network. But you have to schedule these things out, especially as an entrepreneur, um, because you can't just be focused on the launch, 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 getting money, getting money, get money. Right. Like there's got to be a balance in your monthly schedule and, and do it by week or by day. I mean, again, I've been, you know, out of the corporate setting for for now four and a half years. So 
scheduling and discipline is a heavy part of my routine and I would not be this far without it. So it's like, when, when are the times, when are the key moments I'm able to do this? Right. And then when, when do I outsource? So right now my, my motto is automate. So if I can't automate something that I'm doing with a process or system, it's delegate. So it's outsource, hire it out, get someone else to do it. That does it faster and better. Um, or procrastinate. Like it doesn't need to be done right now. Then if I'm spending hours and hours on it, then I need to be focusing and shifting my energy onto something else. And it's really understanding as an entrepreneur, when enough is enough, when I've spent too much time on something and I need to move on and really shift that into maybe learning or networking or, you know, sewing into my community or just self-care praying or whatever. Like there, there, there's, there's a balance of all of these elements. Um, and it's, it's, it's not easy to strike that balance, but at least strive for it so that you have some kind of um, wholeness in your life. And it's not just you're driven by money because that's not always going to mm. be there. And that's not always going to be a factor. It's never going to be enough money, right? You get a million, you want 10 million. Yeah. You get 10 million, you want 10 billion. Like there's never going to be enough. So whatever you're doing, if you're listening to this, thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, I always ask one, would you do this every single day without getting paid? Two, um, when you're not in the room, what do you want people to say about you that is not attached to money? Right. And three, mm -hmm. who and what are you making an impact on? And if you can answer those questions and your, your business idea falls into those three buckets, then do it. But if it's just to make X amount of money, you will not last in this game. Mm. And then the last thing, can you speak on environment and how important environment Ooh. is? Because when like right now, right, mm -hmm. when you think of when people think about pain points in business, like so, so some people, it's people mm -hmm. to deal with anxiety, depression. There's certain triggers, right? There's there's always yes. triggers. And there's yes. triggers, there's triggers financially, there's triggers when you lose money, there's triggers when you make money, you do certain yep. things to make money, you do certain things to lose money, you do certain things to build good relationships, you do certain things to not. But a lot of times we do not take, intentionally take the time to really look at our environment in all facets of our life and start yes. doing those micro shifts. Can you talk about your growth as far as, your growth and also too, maybe some blind spots, if you have any rather, mm -hmm. as far as to really identifying the environments that you thrive in and environments that are not for you? Oof. Um, and that's important. Yeah, it's so important. Yeah, I think knowing what you where your strong areas are and then knowing where to step back and not be a leader. I think for me, type A Aries, uh, you know, Fifth Avenue, New York, corporate beauty industry, working for French companies, I, I have a very leader ship mentality. Right. And, um, I thrive in environments that allow me to lead, but then also realizing I, there, I have blind spots that when I have to be a follower and there are times where I need to sit mm. back and say, I'm not the leader. I do not know it all. Um, I, I, you know, I have to learn first. I need to be the intern, the apprentice, the note taker, whatever, before I jump into leading, because someone like me, where it's your, your natural innate, um, feeling to just jump in there and lead. It's not always a place where you need to be leading. Right. Um, so I think that's important. Um, I think also environment speaking literally 
fostering peace in your environment for me, cleanliness, right? Like making sure things are organized, they're clean, it's peaceful. Do you want to be near the ocean? Do you want to be in a city? You don't have to be just where you are, right? You can create your own environment um, that you are going to thrive in better. I think a lot of people think, well, I have to be here because my family is here, or I have to stay here because this mm-hmm. job is here, or this amount of money, or New York is the financial district and it's popping. But that environment will wear you and break you, but you'll still stay in that environment, even though it's killing you. You got to know when to get out. I love New York, but for me, it was like, I'm breaking my back. I'm killing myself. I'm eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner at work. I want a more relaxed environment. I want something where I can, you know, go surfing and paddle boarding during lunch. I want something where I can see the ocean. I want something where, you know, it's a bit more chill, right? So really understanding which environments foster peace. So that way you can do what you need to do and you don't feel like you're stressed. Um, and switching mm-hmm. up the environment. I mean, I'm a traveler. So right now this is killing me <laughs> staying still for nine months, but, um, I know when to switch up. I know when I need to take a trip, yep. even, you know, even if you only got 10 vacation days, take three of them to get out, like changing the energy. Even if you're working from home, get up, go take a walk, go to a coffee shop, come back. Like there's something powerful in shifting the energy and changing your environment, even for five minutes that I think we neglect because we're like, nope, head down. I got to pump this out. I have a deadline. I got to do this. And we forget to eat. We forget to do this. We forget to do that. Like work is not life. Um, And finally realizing that and realizing that you're an environment of life and work is something that you have to do to survive. And that's it. I think shifts the way you operate. That's that's it. Like I, I, I really... Man, you said you you said it all right there. It, I mean, <laughs> and it's hard though because, and I get it. It's hard for me. It's hard for everyone because let's think about it. You go online. Oh, it's hard for me. Yeah. During this pandemic, and everybody's like, "Hey, uh, what's what's WAP? Is wealth, assets, property? Blah blah blah. Get your student loans wiped out. Oh, get this PPP. Get this. Get this. Get this. You go on webinars. They're giving stuff about the right. market. You 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 go on YouTube. <laughs> right. There's cryptocurrency. Oh, there's real estate. There's auctions. Uh... There's cars. You can flip this. It's like. And your mind is like, okay, cool, let's go get it, let's go get it. Or if it's not, you just, it's very, man, it's, we're in a weird place in culture right now. So here's a challenge, right? Here's a challenge for everybody that's listening. Um, the challenge, and I think you said it eloquently at the beginning. The challenge is, and whoever you believe in, if it's God, if it's Yahweh, whatever, whoever, it's the universe, whatever, if it's nobody, whatever, is to find who you are and what's yours. Period. It's that simple. It's just that, that I mean, we said a lot in this podcast. That's that's where it's all at. Because when you find who you are, like you said, you say, hey, I want to be by the beach. All right, let's make it happen then. That's where my, like you said, you said, I want to be a world traveler. I don't want to live in the United States. Well, you put the energy out there. You put all, you put, you did that. And then you find out you you find out like the life just took you in that direction. Of course, you worked for, but mm-hmm. you kind of were very intentional about Intent, what makes you yep. what makes peace. And mm-hmm. and, and I then think love you. Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. Be yes. Yeah, I think you were going to say it as two things. It's also being happy with that and satisfied with mm. that, right? And and not looking over the shoulder to see who's doing it and who's not. And then the second piece which I know is hard for a lot of entrepreneurs because this is how they make their money, but 
is telling everybody they have to do their life the way you did it. That's that's where the issue mm. for me lies. Because this worked for me does not mean it's going to work for Greg or who and who and who, who and who, right? And there's this culture of, I did it, you do it too. I'm pushing this on you. Quit your job, move to Senegal, travel the world. And people ask me all the time, oh, why aren't you teaching people how to quit their jobs and travel the world and move to Senegal? Because that is my life, my path, something that I wanted for myself. Who am I to tell and push that message onto everyone? This is what you need to do and the exact way that I did it, right? And I think we get caught up with that in inside of uh, Instagram and online, but it's more about what are the skills you can share, right? That got you there. You know, what mm. like you're doing on this mm. podcast, what are the mindset shifts? What are the things you meditated what are the situations that you've been in and applying that to your own situation and taking your own dream and vision. But the thing is, is because we don't take five seconds to actually think and pray and meditate about what we want, we just open Instagram and we say, oh, we want what she did. But you don't even really want that. Mm. You didn't even know. Did you, really, did you really want that until you saw what I was doing? So I think it's a matter of also, we don't even know what we want. And you don't even like that person. Like, you don't even, you don't know you people that, like, you don't even like that. Like, you know, in your spirit, you're like, hey, she moved you a different way. You don't even like the people you try to be like. <laughs> At all, actually. Nope. Nope. <laughs> right. Or you don't know like, them. Instagram is a highlight reel. Social media is a highlight reel. You don't know, you don't know these people. Um, so to base your life off of squares, it's just mental. It's, it's ridiculous. So you got to really sit back. And for me, that was traveling for a year. And that was really looking at what did I enjoy? What were the things that I like? What were the things that I, I, I'm ready to, to sacrifice? Because yes, there's certain things that come with the New York lifestyle that I'm going to have to sacrifice if I want a different type of life, right? But really looking at and thinking about what at the end of the day, if all of these things were to disappear, what is it that makes you happy? And I think um, we could have almost gotten those thoughts with just turning to social media, consuming, 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 that we didn't even take a second during all of this pausing phase to really sit and say, well, what do I want? We automatically went to the net and they told you what you wanted and then you just did that. Um, so it's a dangerous mm. game to play in. And I think waking up every day, journaling, writing before you open your phone, set some limits and say, what do I really want? What really makes me happy? What makes me tick? When am mm. I at my best? Right. Like, when do I feel like I'm on top of the world and kind of write those things down and remember, um, remember those things. So when you get distracted, like you said, you go back to the principles, you go back to the core values, the ethos. And you're like, hold up, that ain't me, right? This is what I'm about. Mm. And and love yourself. And this is for my for my Christians out there, people that say all that stuff, and we there because I'm a Christian as well. I'm a disciple. It's like at the end of the day, do you do you realize that God wants you to have an amazing life? God wants everything for you, right? So, with that being said, I, the challenge for you is to love yourself enough to realize that hey. At the end of the day right now, like you can have everything. I, I, I said it. I said it like you can. You can't. You yep. can. 
There's some sacrifices, other things, but you you can. I'm, I know people. I'm living with people that have everything they want. That doesn't mean when you say have everything, that doesn't mean you're always oh you're in the flow and it go mode. Nah, but it's like it's okay to say that because society tells you no, you can't have everything. You can't you can't be a great dad, a great business person, a great this, a great that. You can't do that. Something mm-hmm. got it like again. You read the business books. You know, got no, no. That's somebody else told mm-hmm. you that. Did the creator tell yep. you that? Like the guy right, tell you that the right, guy like no, right. when you put us on this earth, whoever whoever you believe in, when they put us on this earth, they didn't they didn't they, they didn't want you to have a life of lack, a life of scarcity, a life where you great in one area, you poor in one area. They wanted you to have it all. Mm-hmm. So this stop stop with this mindset of it's too good to be true. No, it's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So man, like this has been Absolutely. very very fruitful. Thank we gotta. Um, we we roll we we almost done a last thing this is we got a, a rapid fire round but I had this last question when it's all said you already answered it but I want to be clear with it <laughs> when it's all said and done um when 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 you're no longer here on this earth not to get morbid what do you want people to 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 know that you stood by how you want to be remembered oh man I think I'm still working on that but um you know I want people to remember how I made them feel you know, to remember my, my drive, my courage, my determination to, um, defy odds and, you know, not really take no for an answer. Kind of like you said, yes, you can, you can do it all. You can have anything. Um, you can, um, break curses. You can, um, you know, rise above, rise out of poverty, you can be successful, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's just, you know, my, my work ethic and will and determination for, for doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. and that I moved with intention. And then I, then I, even though I'm fearful, we all have fear, but I didn't let fear run my life. I'd made choices. Mm. I took risks, even with fear being at the greatest it's ever been. Um, and that I tried like, yo, she tried, she died trying. Right. Um, and, and, and that, that's really it that hopefully that story and that narrative can inspire someone to just do a little bit more or to feel a little less fearful, um, and to live a little more boldly and, and, and go after the things that they want. Um, I'm a woman that goes after what I want. And if someone tells me that I can't do it, I find a way. A makeaway, mm. um, and out of no way, right? So, um, just being able to hopefully leave that fire behind, and 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 that that flame can continue to burn and spark something deep, deep, deep down in someone who today is sitting there like I could never do fill in the blank. Mm. And then. All right, man, that's that's just powerful. So let's go to our, our rapid fire round. It's five yeah. rapid fire questions. Hopefully you get rapid fire answers. You ready to go? Yes. If you can add one habit and take away one habit, what would they be? Add one habit, take away one habit. Overthinking. Take away overthinking. Mm-hmm. Add uh, uh I would add a better listener. Mm, mm, Being a better good. listener. What, what's the best piece of advice that you have never received? 
That's advice <laughs> I've never received. Um, best piece of advice I've never received. God, I don't know. These are hard. Yeah, <laughs> they're unique though. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, I don't know. Help me. What? What have you? I don't uh, know. This is this this is. I mean, my best. The shrinkage is real. Like, man, my my hair. Like, my hair is really long right now, but it looked like a low fro. And I'm like, bro, like my hair. Like, I'm I not. I got lift. With like, you, I should not. <laughs> shrinkage is real. Um. Yeah, I think it would be. Um. Don't stay the course. Mm. I wish someone would have maybe told Ooh, me that. This, Man, there's man, that's the title of the podcast. Thank you for like, don't stay the court. Because I mean, honestly, that's a podcast in itself. Um, like for real, like if you like if something's going bad, get out. <laughs> like don't mm-hmm. like get out. Like what the, yeah, because like, we, the like, advice a lot of that us, we usually like, get is stick uh-huh. it out, stay stay with it, don't give up. Like I feel like that's been the message. It's always like stay the course, do the right thing. Don't give up. Stick it out. And I wish someone would be like, you know what? When it's time to go, just go. When you don't, when this doesn't feel right, be out. Right. Um, so, yeah, don't don't stay the core. So hopefully this is advice someone yeah. can get now. <laughs> yeah. But the, if the building's on fire, man. Like you will die <laughs> if you stay in that thing. Get- <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, what's your what's your favorite movie or book and why? Um. OK, of course autobiography of Malcolm X. Um, that jump. Yes. Movie. Yeah, I'll just stick with book. I mean, any for me, anything revolutionary, anything um, that, you know, I, I'm just like, wow, how did they do what they, what they did? I want to learn more. That's really where I'm at when it comes to books. Mm. Uh, what is your biggest fear? Oh, that's that one that I I don't fulfill the mission that I don't get to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish and I know that sounds crazy because for most people they probably think I've done it all there's just so much more left in me so praying to God I get I get a few more years to live that out yeah, no, nah, that's that's uh that's really real right there. Um, and then the last question before we close it out with our final thing: uh, If you were the president of the United States, what's the first thing you would do? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Defund the police. <laughs> um, and mandatory vacation for everyone. I just think people need a vacation, man, in the U.S. Like. We are too serious. We work too hard. We we don't get to actually live and enjoy life. It's all work, 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 kill ourselves. We're struggling. We're in poverty. Like if everybody could just fly out and take a trip, like every single every single person in the US, like I think we would be honestly a better place. Hold up. Give me one second. I'm 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 about to finish up recording this podcast. All right. Um, man, I think that's 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 huge. I mean, like literally, I'm talking to people. There's uh, there's people that make over a million dollars a year that are stressed out about money. Mm-hmm. Like, this is culture we live in, right? Like it, it. I mean, it's it's a it's a very very sick culture. And I know people that if you gave them a thousand dollars, that change their life right now. Right. And we got people that 
make six hundred grand, seven. This the it's the weird. This America is the weirdest place ever. Like the world is weird because this it happens. It's not just America. Like I always yeah, beat up on America. It's, I mean, the wealth disparity. You go to Africa, the wealth disparity is crazy. Oh, yeah. You go to Dubai, Europe, like it's, anywhere, it's like, everywhere. We live in a <laughs> we live in a culture where people that really like make millions of dollars that are broke, like because you chose to send five of your kids. No fifty thousand dollar a year private schools, right. and we chose to have two. two yeah, it's like it's just oh, we can go. That's we can go left. All right, we done with the yeah. rapid fire round. Everybody on yeah. this show, uh, oh. we 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 asked this last question, man. We done with the rapid fire. That was great, and this is pivotal. Um, if you could change one thing about society, most specifically the African American culture, what would it be and why? Mm. Dang, there's so many. Um. One, if I could change something about, okay, self-hate and hating each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we had more unity and loved each other and, and were more of a community and uplifted each other and, you know, colorism and uh, social economic status and all these things weren't a thing, I think we could do so much as a black community. We, we could take over the world, but we hate ourselves too much. Unfortunately. Man, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, man. Mm. So we we at the end of the show, right? So where can people find out more information about you, the things you work yeah. with, work with you, pick your brain, all that stuff? Like where can and and the and then do you have anything upcoming that people should be um aware of? Yeah. So of course, um Instagram at traveling pro. You can find me on IG. Um, you can find me at uh, Um, and, and, you know, you'll find all my information there of how to work with me. If you want to do a brainstorming session, if you want to get jump on a discovery call, anything that has to do with becoming an entrepreneur, building, um, scaling and sustaining your brand, that's where you can find me. Um, and, you know, you can always come through. Come through to Dakar, Senegal, like, you know, Delta's flying. <laughs> Americans are allowed right now so far. So if you want to pull up, I have a ton of people who pull up. Love to all of you guys. They, they message me. They're here. They meet for a coffee. It's, it's, it's amazing to see over the How past. much is the flights there? Uh, right now, right now, you know, it's a unique moment. It's about like twelve to 1500 But, you know, on a normal day, after all of this, hopefully, um, you can get something as low as like 650, 700, 800 round trip uh, with a couple layovers. So, um, <laughs> you know, you, you, you got to sacrifice if you want to be low budget. You got to spend the night in some places. Yeah. Um, hey, people want to be low budget and not sacrifice. I don't get it. And I tell myself, that even when I'm with these contractors I'm working with, I want to, I'm trying to be low budget. I'm like, hold up, no. So we had to upgrade some stuff. I'm like, bro, like, you, you can my boy Sydney Evans would say, you're going to pay one way or the other. You're going to pay one way or the other. It may not be monetarily, <laughs> but you're going to be in Istanbul for like 16 hour layover. Right. And like, I personally don't, <laughs> don't do that anymore. We go in direct on Delta. Um, but if you can't, you can't lay down 1500, you can find, um, other ways and, you know, maybe make a trip out of it. But yeah, that's where you can find me right now. Um, if you check out my website, I have a training happening right now, which is called the bigger picture training. It's all about figuring out what your bigger vision is, your bigger picture, um, and if you are a brand or a business, how to identify who it is you're speaking to 
what you want to do to impact and how you're going to um, make an impact and transformation with your business, not just about making money. So you can find that, the bigger picture training. Um, and yeah, that's, that's it. New things always popping up, but they, they, I'll, I'll tell all about them on the gram. I'm very, I'm very social and you can DM me and I'll, I'll definitely reply. Yep, yep, yep. So Minority Troubles in Nation, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for giving us well over our year time, man. It was a phenomenal. I told y'all it was gonna be legendary. I didn't lie. We gonna <laughs> hit we we hit y'all in the mouth, but then we 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 went in the corner, we made some adjustments, <laughs> and now you're ready to go and knock the knock the world out, right? Hey. So um I, so thank you so so much for your time. So on the bottom of my heart and the listener's heart, thank you so so much for for being on the show, okay? Thank you. Thanks for doing this. this is phenomenal what you guys are doing. So thank you. Man, it's going to be crazy. When this go out, it's going, it's going to do really well. So Minority Troubles in Nation, we already know what we do. We know we do uh, all that good stuff. So make sure you do one thing. No, add a matter of fact, two things, two things. Make sure you remember, you remember, remember to share this, leave a review and all that good stuff. And remember to change the freaking culture. Good night.